Hi, and welcome to Belated Binge, The Office. I'm Zach, your host, revisiting some of the most iconic series in recent memory that I nearly missed out on, like The Office, which I didn't watch until like five years after the last episode aired on TV, and at least a year of all my coworkers saying it was the best thing to stream. Now, it's been a few years since I've seen it, and we're going through the Superfan Edition, which I've never seen at all. So today, we're going to kick off our binge with the first two episodes of Season 1, The Pilot and Diversity Day. Michael is a terrible boss, and that's basically the plot of both episodes. Uh, I'll probably go into a bit more detail, but for now, let's get introduced to the characters we will come to love and relive the best cringe humor to ever hit television. Let's do it. The Belated Binge Podcast. Before we get into it, there will be spoilers. This series wrapped up in 2013. If you haven't seen it by now, you're even later than I was. There will also be adult language. Use earbuds as necessary. Shout out to the Bonus Binge Squad, Alex Swetland and Hottest Navoni. For your own shout outs and access to bonus episodes, join on patreon.com slash belated binge. Link in the show notes. Let's start things off with... The pilot, episode one. The way I want to start each of these episodes is with a quick little segment that I like to call Scott's Thoughts. Brief words of wisdom from the mind of Michael Scott. Probably. What do you mean that's sexist? Oh well, you probably won't have a job soon anyway. The opening scene of the pilot is our introduction to Michael, and it establishes the character we're dealing with right out of the gate. He's trying to school Jim in the art of phone paper sales, like Jim is asking him for help. The kicker here is that Michael initiated this meeting, so we see right away that he's performative, he's full of himself, and has a very problematic leadership style. Side note, in 2023, this scene plays sexist at best and potentially transphobic? Uh, It's a phone call that was apparently with a woman who had a deep voice, and the cringe begins. Uh, We get introduced to Pam, and then we have this funny... This funny basketball story scene where Michael's doing this, you know, revisiting this old Budweiser commercial with his what's up, and he is doing it a lot. (sighs) The nostalgia. This thing drags on, and Jim is great at not giving in to this awkward tension, but aside from Michael's just awful basketball story, we've all been in these conversations, especially at work. You find yourself trying to exchange like a little bit of small talk with a coworker, but you don't know each other that well, and neither of you actually have something to say. Eventually, someone does the awkward stretch, and you, oh, well, good talk, back to work, here we go. I am super guilty of this awkward stretch. I used to do this, like, arms raised behind the head stretch when I would get nervous. I'm doing it right now, not that you can see me. Um, I actually did it. Oh, this is this is bonkers. I actually did this during a job screening. To be fair, I didn't know that I was going to be 
going into a screening of, of any kind. I I mentioned on previous episodes, I think I got into it probably the most on my uh, Sons of Anarchy, my story uh, episode, if I remember correctly. Um, but I I did I talked about a lot of some of the different jobs and stuff that I did when I was in college and I was at the mall right by the college that I had started at and I I love hats it's it's kind of a thing I have way too many hats and that's where the the hat in the um on the little mini me dude for the covers of this podcast that's where the hat comes from because I'm always in a hat I just I love hats and I asked the person who was working the lids kiosk at the mall if I could fill out an application and I just planned to hand it to them when I was done and maybe I'd get a call if they were hiring but no this lady starts asking me interview questions on the spot when I brought it back and I was shook (laughs) completely caught me off guard and I did the awkward hands up stretch thing behind my head and in my memory i was wearing a sleeveless cut off t-shirt i was full armpits on display for this hiring manager uh to this day i've never worked for lids in any location anyways back to the office we have the the Packer phone call with Jan in the room right after Michael tries to blame Pam for not having an agenda for that meeting and and the one you, that he threw away for the camera earlier to try to look like a cool fun bus. It's a dick move, Michael. It's a dick move. I feel like as Michael's character evolves during the show, he wouldn't do this in later seasons he would just ask pam hey did the facts not come through and try to see if maybe pam would cover for him or something speaking of which how old am i for knowing what a fax is so now we have the packer call and this is the ultimate cringe and kind of extra hilarious after learning that creed is the voice of packer on this call apparently they hadn't casted the the role of packer yet and so it uh and and creed wasn't on the show so it it, i don't know it's just really funny to me that it ended up being creed doing that voice and creed ends up coming in and being on the show and and all of that uh also again very very sexist and, and now we've established just what kind of world we're building and working in for this show because in the real world, if these if this scene takes place, Packer would be fired, and Michael would be on a performance improvement plan at best. Between that call, the agenda filing cabinet, he'd be lucky if a pip was the worst thing that he got. So we know that we've got to suspend disbelief a little bit for this one. Uh, it's going to be a caricature and an embellishment type of an office environment and the jokes do not fly in 2023 but you know what the show's hysterical so here we go jan informs michael that the company is downsizing and the scranton branch the one that we're in might have to merge with another branch michael is to try to keep this a secret from the office until the decision has been made and my notes just say 
this should go well. But before we see how Michael fucks that up, Jim and Dwight feud over desk territory, and it starts because Jim's papers are, like, hanging what looks to be about three centimeters onto Dwight's desk, and Jim reacts amazingly. First, he lines the crack between their desks with little pencil stakes, like little spikes, and Dwight hammers them in like he's driving a nail home, and then Jim grabs a stack of filing boxes and puts them up between the two of them, and Jim then starts hiding behind the boxes, making Dwight leave him a voicemail, or I guess a a message, because they actually have landlines and answering machines. Um, Anyhow, and he sneaks away, like, crawling to Pam's reception desk. It's it's great. I love the ridiculousness of these two characters already. And if I'm new, and as someone who's not seen this in a while, I've forgotten so much that I'm going to enjoy watching again as we go along. Well, I was. Because then we get to the prostate cancer scene. Michael is oversharing with Pam while she's trying to eat and... Ugh, it's it's gross. He's telling her about how he he was worried about a lump he felt in the shower and like how it made him real nervous, but it, it was okay. It turns out, and I don't. This is who Michael was gonna be on this show. I'd be asking myself if this was the first time I was watching it, like what the hell did I get myself into? And you know what? This is probably a big part of um. Like just the way that Michael is more sleazy in this first season probably has a lot to do with why it took me so long to come around on this show and for something to finally click and make me love it. And now I can even go back to these early episodes and enjoy them, knowing where the show ends up going and being accustomed to its humor. But whew, this was hard, man. Like This was hard. I'm really glad that they pivoted on the Michael character. Um, anyway, so why is Michael or why is Michael bringing Ryan here? <laughs> this is, this is a clear Michael Scott move. Just he learns that downsizing is happening and he hires a new temp worker and spends the rest of the day just showing him around the office trying to I don't And I know that this is meant to that's the point of the joke and why it's funny but you know in in this world that we are currently in with a lot of uh with a lot of companies doing layoffs and stuff like that and and then a bunch of other companies that are hiring and it's a weird place right now professionally to to open up your linkedin feed and seeing like three posts of I've been without a job for the past six months since I've been laid off from X and such company. You know, I'd really love it if my network could help me, um, you know, with any connections that you might that you might be able to help me with. And and then there's three more of I'm super excited to announce that I've accepted a new position at such and such company. And then there's three more that are like, you know, uh, today I was part of the thousands of people that were laid off from x and it's it's a really weird place to be right now so watching this in that context it's like this joke is even more smacking you in the face of like michael is 
potentially going to have to lay off his employees. So he turns around and hires an employee from the temp agency. Uh, Like, uh, okay, okay, Michael, well done. Now we've got a meeting in the boardroom to announce downsizing, which confirms the rumors that started immediately after that meeting. And the secret lasted all of about 4.2 seconds. And nobody believes Michael when he says that their jobs are safe, and who in the hell could blame them? It's just our introduction to Michael, but they've been dealing with him for years and know he's an idiot. (laughs) And now we've got our assistant to the regional manager bit from Dwight, which is ridiculous. I'd forgotten how kind of long that goes where he's like the whole, do you want to, can you, can you tell, tell me so I can tell them or like, I, because I'm assistant regional manager and Michael's like assistant to the regional manager we learn that this is going to be a bit, but he's like, I should get to know first. And he's, Michael's like, you're going to learn with everybody else. And it, um, just silly. And we can clearly see that Dwight is not just a, a weirdo from his desk antics, but he's also an ass kisser who's begging for just a single shred of authority and that is going to be really fun uh, we have a quick talking head introducing jim and pam's flirting and crush because jim knows her favorite yogurt and we can clearly see that these two have a thing brewing and the iconic stapler in the jello prank happens and Again, I had kind of forgotten. I I remembered the stapler and Jello. I had forgotten the surrounding uh, scene, and it's Dwight trying to show off pictures of his muscle car to Ryan. I can't even remember what he has. Does he have a Trans Am? I think. Um, don't quote me on that. Maybe do quote me on that. Just make fun of me if I got it wrong. And he's trying to show it to Ryan, and Michael gets all, uh, and and Michael is you know facilitating this interaction, and and. And then Dwight sees it in his desk and he gets all just super pissed about the jello. And he's, he wants Michael to discipline Jim. Michael wants him to eat it out. That's what she said. Did we get a that's what she said joke in this episode? I wonder when those start. Maybe I missed one already. I'd kind of like to, if I can spot it and peg it, maybe I can raise a, a flag of the first that's what she said joke anyway I've, I've probably already missed one um but then michael gets all gets like all flustered when he can't land a, a pun joke on the level of jim and ryan who are clearly more clever and funny than he is which you know completely chaps his ass because he thinks he's a comedian and and then and then we and then we meet roy pam's fiance and roy sucks there's that awkward moment with him and Jim at the desk. Like, Roy has to know that Jim is spending an awkward amount of time around his fiance solely based off of how awkward Jim is in this moment when it's just the two of them. Like, why are you still standing here? What is going? What is this? Yeah, uh, uh, tell Pam I'll be in the truck. Kind of, yeah, it's bad. Um, and I'd almost forgot about this next scene, but Michael showing off for Ryan is the worst. He does that Pam is fired joke, and it's a disaster. 
and a complete lesson in just awful leadership and management, toxic workplace culture, the whole nine yards of just, this is bad, especially when you know that Pam not only was in the conference room when you told the whole place that downsizing was a thing, but that their jobs were going to be safe. She was also in the original meeting with you with Jan when Jan told you that people's jobs weren't safe and that downsizing was a real possibility. And a like, she's the one that you're going to pretend to fire? Not great. Not great. However, why did Pam cry? She had just said that she wasn't happy or it wouldn't be the worst thing to get let go during this downsizing in one of her talking heads. But faced with that actual possibility, she breaks down into tears immediately. I don't know. Odd. More cutesy, flirty Jim and Pam, let's walk down together scene that gets ruined by Roy honking from the parking lot of her professional work establishment? Uh, Roy sucks. Have I mentioned Roy sucks? Uh, Jim ends the episode showing that he had put Michael's world's best boss mug in jello. Classic. By the way, I don't think I mentioned in my rundown and in my notes that Michael bought himself a world's best boss mug. That is who we're dealing with. And now it's in jello. And that's the pilot. Yeah. Uh, so the next thing we're going to do real quick, we're going to do the super fan or super fraud. This is where I try to guess which scenes from the super fan episodes that I'm watching weren't in the original and then let you make fun of me for getting it wrong. And one I know, the prostate cancer scene with Pam and Michael is definitely a deleted scene. It is so cringe. I do not remember that thing at all. I, I don't even know that I've seen that one on social media, which is a terrible place for this game because social media has the uh, the deleted scenes and they show those all the time. So then you get confused as to what was in the actual show and what was deleted and you just know all of it's hilarious and, and now you go do a, a rewatch and, and use the Superfan editions and try to do a segment on your podcast called Superfan or Super Fraud and you're just going to look like a super fraud every time. So the second thing is I feel like Jim and Dwight, this back and forth that they have with the desk, like, territory bit in the, uh, and Dwight just trying to ask Jim a question and him pretending not to hear him and making it, I feel like that went longer than the original. Like, I remembered the beginning of it happening, but then the pencils and the boxes and the fake Jim can't hear you and is slipping away, I think, I think a lot of that was probably left on the cutting room floor in the original episode, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly. And along those lines, maybe the conference room scene was also longer than what the original had. And I felt like the Waza basketball story scene was kind of long too. I remember bits and pieces of it, but I don't remember it taking so long. Like the the Dwight sweating all over people, like part of that weird basketball story. I don't remember. I feel like maybe that was a little bit of a bonus, but I could be wrong. Um, if I miss if I miss something. Uh, or totally got it wrong, tell me about it, social media, at Belated Binge. There's also uh, an exclusive Facebook group for the podcast. There's a link in the description for all of that stuff, and, and I'd love to have you join me And how bad I am at spotting these deleted scenes. And I'm, yeah, let's do it. Um, so this episode, 
know, just to just to kind of do in a nutshell, we we know in the first 30 seconds that this show could not be made today. It would be canceled on social media within the first 24 hours of being aired. But yet, how ironic is it that it's still one of the most popular shows? Period. <laughs> uh, so much so that if you Google The Office and Netflix, you'll see just like a complete clusterfuck that ensued when it left Netflix to go to Peacock. Um, and the first, honestly, the first episode was better for me this time through. I remember it was really hard for me to get through the first couple of times I tried. I, I did not like season one at all. Um, I was not really warming up to it until like mid season two. And then something clicked and I was just hooked on it. But watching this pilot after the benefit of knowing that the show is actually really good and understanding the style of humor and, and the characters and where they're headed, I found the episode to be way more enjoyable this time, uh, which was cool. So before we move into the next episode of The Office, let's rewrite The Office. This is an idea that we've had a lot of fun on with the Harry Potter binge, so I thought I'd bring it over here too. And it is essentially, what would happen if we made like one small change to each episode? How would it then play out uh, with the episode and and maybe the, the longer story arc as well? And for this first episode, my question is, what if Ryan had shown up when Jan was still at the office? I'd love to get your ideas, and I'll let you know how to share them later on in this podcast episode. But for now, let's get into Diversity Day, and we'll kick this one off with Scott's thoughts as well. Brief words of wisdom from the mind of Michael Scott. Probably. Why punish an individual when you can punish the whole group? So we open up with Jim, and he can't make his big sale. Apparently he has... One sale a year that makes up like a quarter of his commission, and first Dwight keeps running the shredder at his desk, uh, and then he gets interrupted by Michael for this diversity day training they're supposed to have in the conference room, and and apparently they're having diversity training because Michael was apparently dropping N-bombs doing Chris Rock impersonations, and people complained to corporate, obviously. He doesn't know this, and he keeps screwing up the training for Mr. Brown. He does the impression again, he makes his incest acronym, he kicks Ryan out, which is funny because of how much time he spends kissing Ryan's ass in this series, um, but it's, it's a lot, uh, it goes on for a long time, and he's got that back and forth with like, you know, test number one, don't call you Mr. Brown, and Mr. Brown's like, that's my name, please call me Mr. Brown, because Mr. Brown is African American. Uh, so once all this just hoobla is over, he has to sign a paper acknowledging his behavior. And he says he's not going to do it because it says I learned something and I already knew all that stuff and whatever. Even after this dude tells him that he was only there to get Michael's signature, Michael signs it, Daffy Duck. And now Michael has to have his own diversity training. He kicks Toby out immediately for his Indian-style joke before it even starts, and I, and I think this is our first taste of Michael's distaste for Toby, but I th don't think he hates him yet, and there's going to be an upcoming episode where I think that, like, 
the the uh, avalanche of Michael hating Toby truly begins. But this is our first glimpse. Uh, Stanley gets the card where they're playing like this heads up game, and Michael's come up with this thing where they stick the cards on their foreheads of of a a different. <laughs> There's supposed to be different races and nationalities, but then there's other stuff in there too, which is silly. Um, just showing that Michael doesn't actually understand uh, what race is. But but Stanley gets black on his card on accident, but is also funny. Um, Jim pulls a prank on Dwight where he gives him a new card and he writes Dwight on the card, smacks it to Dwight's forehead, and Pam cannot keep it together. (laughs) One of the questions he asks is, am I human? And her reaction to this is absolutely priceless. It's hysterical. Um, Michael has this funny sidebar uh, while this is going on about not using Arab on one of the cards because it might be too explosive. (laughs) He goes, maybe next year, you know, balls in their court. Like, wow. Just thinking back on on the time, and wow. Um, And then we get Ryan at Pam's computer. Apparently he's downloaded the Chappelle show, which is ironic since the diversity day and and all of that. I I don't remember that coming back up again, but I hope it sneaks in somewhere into a later episode. Um, Also... I'm a child of the Chappelle Show era, half baked. That that Neil Brennan partnership that he had, and that's that was my intro to Dave Chappelle as a comedian. And um and yeah, it's hysterical. Uh, Michael's super pissed that nobody is getting ignorant during this game the way that he hoped that they would, and he just goes absolutely bananas on Kelly with Indian stereotypes. And she wasn't even in the game. She had zero context for what was happening. And he is being belligerently just awful towards her. And she does the one thing that you can do. She slaps the shit out of Michael. And then there's an awkward transition where Michael tries to play that off as exactly what he wanted the game to have happen. Why do you want to have a game where where your employees get so frustrated that they slap each other? Didn't think that through, did you, Michael? Didn't think anything through, did you, Michael? Uh, anyway, Jim finally gets a hold of his customer. And Dwight stole his sale. Somewhere, somehow. Dwight's been in the conference room this whole time playing this stupid Michael game. But he managed to steal Jim's sale, and that was the biggest of the year for Jim. Dwight sucks. And then, I guess that's just our reminder that these are salespeople, by the way. Like, they do, I mean, they make their living based off of selling things. And in some offices where that is the case, you have some cutthroat behavior between salespeople who steal each other's sales doesn't seem like a very healthy environment but that's probably why i didn't get into sales anyways uh michael having a heart attack with the group um or not a heart attack sorry um that's 
there's a heart attack bit in a later episode, right? Isn't there? I don't know. Um, I I just <laughs> I read heart to heart in my in my notes and said heart attack out loud. So that's where we are today. He's having a heart to heart with the group and just talking about how he wasn't happy about the diversity day person coming in and like incur like encroaching on uh, their turf and he want he just wanted to have diversity their own way and all this stuff and and amongst it Pam falls asleep on Jim's shoulder and after this happens there's the joke with Stanley that I had forgotten about where <laughs> Michael was calling them colored greens and Stanley corrects him and goes collard greens and Michael's response is that's that's not that's ridiculous we don't call them collared people oh my gosh again the humor in this show was edgy back then and it does not hold up in 2023 oh goodness um so ends up jim wakes pam up from his shoulder and has his little talking head and says you know not a bad day keep in mind Dwight stole his biggest sale of the year worth 25% of his income. He had a little bottle of champagne ready, and he just put it on Dwight's desk. But he had an okay day, because Pam fell asleep on his shoulder for for a few minutes. So we understand where the dynamic lies in that potential relationship uh, immediately. The engaged woman. Uh, Anyways... And we've got like five minutes of Michael trying to shoot his diversity day video and getting annoyed with Dwight like the whole time. Um, anyway, that that's how it ends. It's a it's a really long like outtake to end the episode, and it's uh, it's funny, but it went on a really really long time, uh, which might come up right now in super fan or super fraud. Again, this is where I'm going to guess which scenes were not in the original. And I do not remember that Daffy Duck line where Michael wrote, like, signed the Diversity Day papers as Daffy Duck. I remember I remember the scene of him having to sign it. I remember that back and forth. I remember him, you know, talking about how he didn't learn anything. And he he's like, if you could append this to... to say that I taught something, uh, then I would sign that because I think that happened, but I didn't learn anything. And the guy's like, dude, I'm only here because you had to have this training mandated for yourself. The only signature I need is you. And the only reason I had everybody sign it was so that it didn't embarrass you. And he turns around and signs it, signs it Daffy Duck. I don't remember that part. I remember everything leading up to, but not Daffy Duck. I also don't remember Ryan putting the Chappelle show on Pam's computer, like, at all. I don't remember that, and maybe that's why I don't remember it coming back up, because maybe it got cut from the original. I don't know. Um, It felt like that was one, and I also don't think that the whole ending of Michael and Dwight trying to shoot that video was in the original. I I think they might have, maybe they cut to a real quick uh, excerpt of that, but man, this thing was long at the end, and I, I don't. I don't re- remember that at all. Um, so, I, again, let me know how I did. Uh, did I miss something? Is there uh, 
you, did I get something woefully wrong? And you're going to be like, that was in the original, stupid. Uh, yeah, let me know all that stuff. Um, Diversity Day. So wrapping it up, this, this episode is the reason that this show almost didn't make it, I think. Uh, it was totally cringe. It was inappropriate at the time and in 2023. I can't believe that people haven't just made sure that this episode was just removed from all streaming and not ever shown on Comedy Central reruns. And maybe it's not. I don't know. Uh, it's definitely still on streaming because I just watched it. <laughs> I remember thinking this show was absolutely garbage the first time that I saw it. And, and like the pilot... Watching it again now, this time around, I think this is a, like, now that I know that this is a good show and I care about the characters, it's not as bad to watch Diversity Day as I remember it. Um, I'm still looking forward to when the show really started to pick up for me the first time because, you know, I'm probably going to get really, like, giddy during these episodes, um, and that's going to be fun, but, but this was... This particular episode is a hard one to get through, and it was much easier this time around. Like I said, ha- kind of having that connection to the show. This is not one that I would just, if I was just going to pop on The Office casually, this is not an episode that I would pick. So before we move on uh, and and wrap this whole thing up for this episode of Belated Binge, let's rewrite The Office. Episode 2, Diversity Day, what if... Michael didn't sign the Diversity Day training form. Hmm. How would that go? These questions from each of the episodes will be shared on social media. You can follow at Belated Binge across TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. There's also an exclusive Facebook group for listeners of the podcast. There's links to all of that stuff in the uh, episode show notes. The best responses will be included in a future episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed this first episode re-binging The Office, give me a follow, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever app you're listening on now. I'd also welcome you to check out my other binges of the Harry Potter books and Sons of Anarchy. You can visit belatedbinge.com to find links to everything. Uh, You can also leave a voicemail on there with your own thoughts on anything. Uh, And check out patreon.com slash belatedbinge for bonus episodes and other benefits available there. Thank you so much for listening and telling all your friends how cool they can be too if they listen to Belated Binge, The Office.